0: So uh, we've got Lex Devine, not not Ryan. I shouldn't call you Ryan, or should I call you Lex now?
1: I mean, this is sort of a kayfabe-breaking podcast, right? So yeah. yeah, I mean, we're we're sitting next to each other
2: on a couch, and in kayfabe, uh, the most interaction we've ever had is
1: him reading bullying tweets to me in front of a crowd. Uh huh. Okay. So we well, don't. I'm- we're not together, and are not like. Living together in different so. right in
3: in, in, in in the wrestling world. That's okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to be Italian, so you know. And, and and I'll have spaghetti tonight. But that's about the only thing about me that's that's <laughs> that's actually Italian. Don't tell uh uh Monty from Monty and the Pharaoh. He gets so upset at that. For some reason, Monty from
0: Monty and the Pharaoh thinks that like my. Pretending that I was Italian is it like the most offensive thing that's ever happened in the history of wrestling, and us too.
4: So we have questions from fans, mm-hmm. and I'm here to answer them, and uh, just um, I may blather on and on and on, but I will get to a point eventually with your help
1: like
3: my introductions i will get to a point eventually and here is the first point i'm going to get to a question or actually it's more of a statement slash question and it says please ask dutch dutch do you know who up in new york is talking about you
4: uh yes there's there's two answers to that really Mm
1: -hmm.
4: one of them you say who and they said nobody
3: All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one or the world's number one pro wrestle broadcast Monty and the Faro. Only seen here out of indie music studios in <laughs> Long Island. At the desk is Abe. <laughs> Abe making his return. We've hey, got there he is. rotating producers at this point. Rotating. What's up, guys? What's I'm up? Back. <laughs> He's back. Farrow. Yo that's the last leg, baby. Last leg? This is your last leg before you head to Florida. You got today. Yeah, we got Manny, and, got and then Sunday. we got Barry. They got That's Barry. By fantastic. the way, Brett Azar can't make it, so if anyone was looking forward to the second show. He won't be here, but we got the great Manny Fernandez, which we'll make contact with. know, I was thinking about Barry. Barry was one of my favorite all times, and Manny is a close second. Okay, I was just telling him before we even went on live that Mm -hmm. how much I really wished he would have came up here. I, you know, from the first interview, I understand that he didn't want to, right? But I really always wanted him. Would have been
2: great, but I got a feeling he put he would have put Vince to a table. Yeah. I think he would have. Yeah, yeah, at some point you're gonna do this. Oh, oh, really? Boom! That would have been that.
3: Person dies of rare brain-eating <laughs> e- brain omega omega uh, amoeba. That's an amoeba. Traced yeah. to splash pad in our, our Arkansas Country Club, an Arkansas resident has died after contracting an infection from a rare brain-eating amoeba. Amoeba, what? right? Amoeba, yeah. Uh, an amoeba at a splash pad. At a splash pad, according to Arkansas Department of Health. Easy for amoeba to uh, say. <laughs> the person, the resident, died from uh, of the infection, which destroys brain tissue, causing brain swelling, in certain cases death. Oh, wow, this is cheery. after an investigation, right. which included spending samples, uh, sending samples from the pool and splash pad. So you get it from a pool, a dirty pool. Oh. So if you're peeing in the pool, think about it. You could give. So someone the kiddie an pool is is lethal. Don't go in the kiddie pool. Or how about just.
2: Have some respect. Wait a minute, don't the, pee the, in the pool. The big kids are peeing in
3: the big and kids pool. and don't pee in the ocean. Don't pee in the ocean. You know, when you go to Florida, you're going to be
2: in the water a lot. Uh, yes, I am. There's sharks. Are you suggesting I'm going to pee they're, in the ocean? There's, what there's, are you there's, getting
3: there's, at? There's. How are the Florida waters? Clean? Oh my God.
2: They're amazing. Jellyfish. Those jellyfish will kill you, right? You know what? Yeah, it's funny, Manny says that. A damn one jellyfish. passed right over me. I was like, Ugh. Yeah, right. it was close. Get you. Yeah, I don't want to you. Ever, do you go in the water at
3: all,
1: Manny?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I trained in the water. Have you ever seen Coronado, a shark? Nevada. Like,
3: have you ever a shark around you in those waters?
4: I've seen some sharks distance, yeah. yeah. Never seen the big ones. I mean, I've seen the big ones. Like
3: no good. close encounters? No, no close That's encounters that. at all. Okay. You know, training good.
4: facilities in Coronado Island, they're yeah. pretty well watched. You're not uh, going to get sharks attacked in their waters when you're training.
3: Well, you yeah. know, I, I saw in the news that there's so much cocaine being dropped, like, from these boats because, you know, They're trying to transport them all over the place that the sharks are all eating this cocaine, and that's what's bringing them inland, and that's why they're they're, you're you're seeing them. So they're, they're, cool. coke, they're, they're
2: fiending? They're looking for more coke? They're the like cocaine They shark. Get a closer they like, get cocaine bear, huh? like cocaine bear, Like <laughs> yeah. cocaine, cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Yeah. Oh,
3: I heard that was a true story, cocaine
2: bear. That, oh, my God, it's, really? That's what they say, but I don't, I'm I don't, am not so sure Bears about are that. bad
4: enough as it is. I don't think a bear needs cocaine yeah, <laughs> to, to rip you, you
2: apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Especially a grizzly. Yeah. I bet you knew a lot of cocaine wrestlers at the time. Yeah, he did.
1: They it were kind of like era. bears in their hey, own it was way, weren't they?
4: With cocaine, was the amount wrestlers, all eighties was the years, and eighties mm. was was the time when cocaine was running free.
3: Mm. You know, I got I got to ask you about that. So I don't know. I guess it's just me, maybe, but like cocaine always seemed like the okay drug, like the high level drug. But then I'm always shocked when I found out a lot of the wrestlers used to smoke a lot of crack all the time too. Really, which no. is pretty much the same thing, right? But no, it's
4: just a, no, it, no, no. There's a
3: big difference. There's a big difference. <laughs> what, what's, yeah. what's are a we di- speaking from <laughs> experience yeah, or are we just observing
4: from, others, man? For the record? the powder substance, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs>
2: the what's the difference? It's, it's both cocaine. Isn't no, it? no, it's, no, 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 no. It's processed differently. It's cut differently. And it's digested differently. From what
4: I've seen and what I've witnessed, it's a whole big different eye.
2: Yeah,
4: cocaine was just to get up and be drink all night and fun and party party all night. Keep going 100 miles an hour. From the other stuff, I've learned the crack. You just get down and and you can't have enough.
2: Then you're dwelling back alleys and stuff. Yeah, it's no good. You you can never get
4: enough. Cocaine, you get your good uh, gram, eight ball, whatever you want to go on all night and you're set. You're set to go. Crack, you just got to keep Smoking and smoking and got to keep going. You keep, yeah, keep going and going cuz yeah. that high goes away yep. and You can try to get it
3: back all the time for So I'm, yep. I, I'm assuming you were around no some good. guys. I'm not asking for names I'm just saying in general you're hanging out got the matches. Maybe you're doing a little blow I'm not saying you did I'm just saying maybe you guys are having a little fun and then someone brings out the you know The crack cocaine or breaks out the heroin. Are you guys like what do you got? What are you doing here, bro? Yeah,
4: well, the heroin wasn't allowed
3: Nice. Yeah, no, no, okay. that was a
4: uh, that was definitely taboo. You know each had his own high we chatted some guys just like drinking beer all night and alcohol. Some guys like to drink their beer and alcohol like I did every now and then have a little line here and there, gram or two or eight balls, sometimes more, I don't know. An right. eight ball here and there. Had their wow. own high, but most <laughs> of the people that I did in the eighties and stuff, you know, cocaine was our cup of tea. Yeah. A cup of coffee, you know, the key was gone, we'd be able to get up the next day and perform our duties and get in the ring and do our job. You know, it's just not uh that crack cocaine has a whole different kind of ooh.
3: But but it was accepted still with the group if someone did crack they were okay. Uh, no. Right. no. No. No, I didn't think no. So. I didn't think so. It
4: wasn't especially if someone is heard using needles. No. That was not accepted. That was it. You're done. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. not, you're out. That would be like uh being a child molester. Yeah, no, that wasn't accepted.
2: Mike always asked this question, but I'll I'll throw it out there because I always liked it. Why is it that wrestlers are much more comfortable with admitting they did cocaine, but if you ask them about steroids, they go nuts?
3: Yeah, it's great. Why well, is that?
4: That, that's a, You know, I ask myself that same question all the time. Same question. Found an I never, answer. I never used steroids, right? I have 10 right. coke, and, you know, in yeah. the 80s we all did. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold it. You never wait, used steroids? No. No. Never used. No.
3: No, no, never used. No Remember, I, I You're got big life. Momo man. Yeah, You're a big not, dude, but not bicycle pump big. <laughs> you got pretty pretty big arms.
1: Yeah, uh, no, yeah, should <laughs> naturally natural big. I had
4: big arms and forearms since I was a kid, but yeah. you know, I, I came up with that generation of Dick Murdoch and the Funks that didn't believe in that stuff. They Didn't even believe yeah, in marijuana. Mur- one, yeah. They thought marijuana was bad. You really? ain't smoking no marijuana. Right. Terry right. Funk Does didn't
2: the, like pot. I'm so no depressed now. Murdoch
4: was the worse. Oh well, wow! He, and I was around him when I broke in, so. You know, mm-hmm. but I never cared for marijuana. I went straight to Coke. I'll admit it. <laughs> I bypass! I, I, I bypassed all the Bypass! You
1: know? I bypassed Detour. all the Detour! I went the
4: good stuff, you know? That's <laughs> amazing! I, I didn't like, number <laughs> one, I never smoked, didn't like smoke, didn't care for people okay. smoking anything. Right. And the smell of marijuana back in the 70s when yeah. I started high school and Okay. Stuff, my friends would smoke. Yeah. That stuff made me gag and puke. Wow, really? I never got into it. So man. when I got to Florida in the 80s, it right. was like, yeah. well, everybody's doing it. You need to try. Okay. <laughs> and once you try, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> 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 stuff. Man. pretty cool stuff, man. Let me do another one. There you, <laughs> you go. Know? All right. Excellent. Yeah, but that, you know, and, there, and, and the greatest time was, the, the the Briscoe brothers, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, knew I hated marijuana. Mm-hmm. And they knew I could stand the smell. Mm-hmm. But when I was a rookie, I'd have to drive everywhere in all, every t- town in the territory with them. And he had this Lincoln Continental Bill Blast. And they would lock all the windows. And they had this Cheech oh. and Chong joint. It was about <laughs> that big around. <laughs> Album size. It looked like a
2: cigar. <laughs> and they were smoking to blow all the smoke back me. Oh, man. They me, man. <laughs> they yeah, you didn't get nauseous and puke in the car. They would have stopped yeah, doing that. Then
4: they, they would have
1: stopped.
2: stopped doing that after the first hurl. Yeah, they was they did they, no, they'd stop and make me go outside.
1: Oh, <laughs> I get sick
4: outside, and they take off in the car and leave <laughs> me there. It's
2: just wrong. <laughs> did they leave you a bump or a line at least? Yeah. no, they just left you there. They
3: left me, and I would see the taillights lights in the car. Wait, here's the next question: Did the Booker ever like say, I, "I'm not gonna give you cash, but I got a couple eight balls for you"? No, are you, are you, no, are you, are no, you no. Taking no. that, no. wrestle for eight balls. So it wasn't no.
2: that bad. It wasn't no. that out of it. It was never that bad. Yeah. Okay, no. good. No, That's you made good, good enough money. What that if you, you? Hey, trust me.
4: In Florida, people knew you, and you could get along with the, the Cubanos and the Puerto Ricanos and toda la familia.
3: And you'd get good at oh, And business. by the way, that's right. You probably never paid for shit. Right. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. Hey, man. hello. what the hello. Fuck? It's like, oh, shit. It's Maddie Fernandez. Make <laughs> baby.
1: Hola. Hola. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Hola.
4: Hola, amigo. Paco. There we go. Yeah. Como
2: bien. There we go. Nice. Yeah, you, you got
1: around
4: the familia and the people that love you. Well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Brother, laughs> it was there. What so, was free food, awesome. free women, free drugs, and free drugs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, we one should have no. been rustlers. <laughs> <That's> why, <not, laughs> why were we not rustlers? We blew biggest, it. One of the yeah. biggest mistakes. completely blew it. And, and you know what's funny? I was thinking about that too. It's like when you were younger, it's like, well, you know what? I still can alter my life and try to achieve one of these dreams. You know? Right, it's like, right. Now when you think about it, it's like, nah, nah, it ain't nah, nothing's ever nah, happening nah, in this nah, world. too I late now. I would like to thank uh. the band that sings a theme song for Martina Faro and Jimmy Farrell along with his partner Bart Griggs. Make up the band Wisteria Hall. Bart, man! Wisteria Hall sings
2: such great songs yes, sir.
3: this life yes, not sir. far behind Here yes, Comes the sir. Rain. You can download
2: their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page where? Where you like and subscribe. And then switch on over to the M&P YouTube page. Like, subscribe, don't touch your member, become a member. There you go. That should be a new motto.
1: Download yeah, the music
3: on Spotify.
4: Keep hands of yourself. Don't touch the member. <laughs>
3: that's for good.
2: Right? Right? Get it on your shirt when you're waiting music for on
3: Apple Music, Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Catch us on the Monte DeFaro YouTube, the Monte DeFaro Facebook Live page. Here's on iHeartRadio, yeah. Spotify, Anchor, yeah. Twitch TV. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, you can catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. and Saturday at 11.30 a.m. And Channel 20 Tuesdays at 7.30. P.M. Very good. Manny, you know why we're the number one world's number one pro wrestling broadcast?
4: Because you like to bring the best out of wrestlers. Yes, we used to do
3: cocaine, and yes,
4: we used to smoke marijuana. Exactly. To something. But
3: beyond that, we're also on this new network. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but if you haven't, I'll help you download it after okay. the show. It's called Intuitive. It is a new Netflix, but you know what's great about it? What you don't have to pay for it, man. It's, it's free. free. It's free like your cocaine. It's your almost like the 1980s drinks. all over it's again. All it's now fantastic. you get free media. No, yeah, you, you got go. free yeah. movies. You yeah. got free documentaries. You yeah. got free comedy
2: shows. Free wow. music. Video. Most importantly, again, most importantly, what do we got? We got the flagship show for the network. Us. There you go. Not bad. Yeah, Awaken, yeah, need you need to get it there, Jimmy. Well, you can catch it on the Intuitive Network, and it's spelled I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E, Intuitive. Get into it. And we'll be right back after this commercial message where we'll be back
3: with The Raging, I, Bull. Uh, the Raging Bull. The Raging Bull and maybe Bull. definitely in my top fifteen, if not my top ten. You know something? You gotta get a photo on the on your in your man cave. Oh, I have do, photos. Do you do you have I photos did. of Bailey? I, I well you man get man,
2: you yeah. gotta get them up on that man cave. So
3: on my man cave, I right, so I I was a sports collector, yeah, I got basketball, football. Yeah. Anyway, I had surgery last year and I was like, you know what? Got the room painted, cleaned up, and I'm like, I'm just going to make it a wrestling room. Just, you know, only specific moments in time where I enjoyed wrestling. And if you're on my wall, you know, some people may not agree with it, but whoever's it's on my It's your wall, wall. It's my wall. Yeah. And it's the most important guys that meant to me yeah. growing up or whatever. Yeah. Right. And you're on my wall. There we go. Thank
2: That's you. what it is. There yeah. we go. Am I on the wall? Now I'm pushing No, you it. are on the wall. I am on the wall. Of course wall. you are. What do you have me as? The splendid splinters you've got cousin? Our, you've got our show. Uh, yes. Didn't you it's see? True. Didn't
3: you see on YouTube? You finally got a fan that attacked me for the first time. I don't like that. What are you
2: talking about? So, I don't like anybody attacking so, you or me. Finally, okay.
3: a fan, finally, there was a fan that said. Get away from me! I'm like a weighted anchor holding down Dude, your don't, talents.
1: Dude,
2: <laughs> you But first of all, first first, are you serious?
3: Uh, yes.
4: Oh lord! I don't like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Why am I a like not anchor. happy about
2: that? I don't think that's it's nice. fun. I love people. We'll be uh, right back after dear this. Dear God! Yeah, hold this down. We'll.
3: Yes, sir ah. manscape uh-huh uh you know have you tried the new equipment that's been sent
2: i'm afraid because it says weed whacker
3: <laughs>
0: i'm scared maven manscape what are you thinking about Manscape, dude you love, love it. it what do you use it for necessity what what don't i use it for put it this way <laughs> the only hair i have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah that oh. you see these wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose that's it <laughs> that is it <laughs> that's all that's all i have and that's all i want That's the So manscaped is a must.
3: We were talking before the show, there's nothing
0: worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it.
1: I'm
3: going to ask you a question. Uh Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. (laughs) Yes. Again, I (laughs) don't want you to have to admit this because we... As men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to go do uh, the deed what, on a woman, I know would you rather going. have her be hairless
0: or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe, full
3: retro bush? Well,
1: <laughs> racing stripe. Retro
0: bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass-balled, Mm. Then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line that I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that.
3: I never thought about wow. that. You're a
0: smart dude. Holy
2: so if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with
0: that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah, you yeah. can see both sides. It's not. Like blinking lights on both sides hey, of that landing? I just don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into <laughs> unwanted areas on that as Gotcha. Well. Oh, yeah, look what you found. Ooh, I gotta be He's all got honest you. though. Hey, the ah. the, the older <laughs> I get though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, as I found as, it. I
2: found
3: have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is? It? Retro, Just
0: absolutely. You Retro. Like, Whoa. Wow, like, yeah, a 46. like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, tr- I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage to get <laughs> yeah. He's a Trooper, he's a trooper. Gotta
1: give him A. Yeah, not all,
0: all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I know. Uh, listen, you I, could, <laughs> I Super couldn't. Super bush. Say, <laughs> I couldn't say. Well,
3: <laughs> if you it? have the same beliefs as Maven does, manscape could help you. Absolutely, weed whacker.
2: Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like '70s adult films. If that's what you're getting. at. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, well, with you that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and anyway. we'll be back
3: with this wrestling icon, Maven.
2: We will see you in a drop kick second. Uh, a drop kick.
3: All right, welcome back to the world. Ooh, we're back in the world. Number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Neffaro, real quick. Roger F. says out there, he likes his women like Dutch Mantel's back.
1: <laughs> Harry?
3: Harry. I guess that's what he likes. Harry. We're welcoming the great Manny Fernandez. Manny. Yeah, what's up, Manny? Uh, and the Farrell,
4: great to be back.
3: Miss great, you guys. Great to have you. Great Man, to have you. Guys. So let's get the we We were discussing it before the show. Farrow's final two shows in studio. He still will continue on with us over the internet. But... Uh, you know, as our, our family knows out there, and now you know, he's uh, built a relationship with the beautiful and talented and good, gorgeous. great-hearted, gorgeous uh, Karen, Karen McDaniel, McDaniel. Yep, which you have a relationship with. You want to share your thoughts on? Oh Karen my McDaniel. God, Karen
4: and Karen and I go back since my uh, 1978 when I met her and uh, when I was playing football at West Texas State. She come down with Blackjack Mulligan and. Uh, we became good friends and been friends ever since. She's a beautiful person, beautiful person in my life. We've done a lot of things together, and uh, just I, I've been through the whole ride she's been in pro wrestling. Mm. I was there almost every territory she's been in, you know. Right. And we've always stayed in touch, and she's always just done me right. She's made things for me, beautiful things for me, wardrobes and stuff. Mm. She's a beautiful lady. He's a very lucky man.
2: I am very lucky man. When but, are we barbecuing?
4: Well, when I come back to Florida to go see my good friend, Danny Brown, Thanks. I always stop there to visit her. Awesome. I stayed with her last time. You know,
3: right. you, you know. besides the you know, the beautiful relationship you're building, you're going to have like a little bit of a dream life because you ain't going to have... Some of these wrestlers coming over, hanging out. The He's going go to come over and eat my
2: food. What do you what mean? You do to
3: yourself. I'd be like, who's in the
1: refrigerator? Uh, Turns around, we're not going to eat at
4: home. We're going to go out. We're going to go out to eat you, cheap. Here we go. Don't be a cheap prick. <laughs> we're going to go out to eat and eat Go out to the bar and have some beer and have, Man, listen to some one music. I mean, I'll
3: have to tell you, if you're going to go visit him, you better bring your own cash. What do you
2: mean? Uh, <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> you know, always dick. Do. I always He has never bought me a meal in the.
3: Five years. Well, the you know, TV my show. job
2: really didn't pay me much over the years. What can <laughs> I tell you? No, no, what can right. I tell you? All
3: I wanted was a sandwich. It,
2: yeah, <laughs> I just got you a Diet Pepsi. Drink That's up. That's true. Don't get <laughs> you know gas. Don't apologize. get gas while I'm you're guzzling I'm that. Lying.
3: I'm lying. I'm He did yeah. get. I got did you buy diet. Me a Diet I, Pepsi. A whole you know one Diet Pepsi. I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah I, I do but apologize. You, yeah,
2: but you know what? That's vengeance for taking me to the airport diner. How's that sound? That's airport diner. Yeah, right? you know, your ass flies faster than your feet at <laughs> the airport diner. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our future <laughs>
3: sponsors. <laughs>
2: oh, shit. They're awesome. Try the cheeseburger, folks. <laughs>
3: Manny, how's your family? How's your health?
4: It was great, man. It was uh, We did the gathering where I you know, caught up with Karen after all the years and caught up with a lot of guys, Jerry, Jerry Briscoe and Steve Kern and all them guys that I knew since I was a rookie in 78. And uh,
2: Did he say Steve Kern?
4: Steve Kern, yes. And uh, hmm. I we saw know. my daughter and my granddaughter for the first time.
0: Oh, uh, wow. Physically saw her. Oh, I've really? pictures. Okay. The
4: first time I got to meet my granddaughter, and we had a blast. Wow. I chased her all over the building. <laughs> and she was, She's a, a little firecracker. just so like my daughter. She's uh, tough. And I had them rolling in the aisles laughing at the Q&A for being a fool. I made a, a fool on myself because you're there for the fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So if you can't enjoy the fans and have them laugh, and be a part of you, then why do you go?
1: Hmm. So, you, yeah.
4: you're also there for hmm. yourself.
3: Like kind of for yourself too. Like how 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 are your emotions when you get to see all these guys that you worked with all these years? I mean, what 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 are your emotions? Like, like? a family. That's what I was here. telling
4: Darren. I said, you know, here's the deal with me. You know, wrestling's never been my I didn't dream like a lot of guys dream of being a pro wrestler. I never inspired to be a professor. I just fell onto it. So my life has always been outside of pro wrestling. And to see the people that brought me in and took care of me in the old days and took me under their wings and taught me this business and nurtured me into this business to be who I am is a godsend. I couldn't have put a price on that. So that's what I told Darren, I don't care if I go and don't make any money. I can't put a price on seeing these guys that I know I may never see again. Mm. People in my generation are dying off. Yeah. I lost a lot of good people that I love very much in the business, very, very much, mm. that helped me be who I am. So mm. an opportunity to get to see them and hang out with them and tell old stories about what we did and how we did it and what price and how you peed on my leg back in 79, <laughs> Remember that? Time? how you left me on the side of the road, how Jesus. you would blow marijuana smoke in my face, <laughs> all the good stuff. The good stuff. It comes back to you and you're like, wow. We did all these amazing things, mm. and look at us now, mm. you know. And, and the funny part about this is, I tell you the story with me and J- Jerry and Steve Kurt is we're sitting there talking, and Trabisco, who I know for a long time, Larry, and come over to talk with us. All the old guys compared to the young guys—they're all over there calling their high spots for their match Still, we're not even an hour, two hours into the dinner, and they're already calling their high spots for their match, Right? We're sitting there talking. And Steve Curran pulls off a vape pipe, and I thought it was a vape pipe, right? So there he says, oh, I got a lot of pain, you know, and Steve Curran goes, well, take a hit of this. And Tobisco takes a hit of that vape pipe, me thinking it's a vape pipe, right. you know, because that's what they'd use it for. So Briscoe takes a big old hit. All of a sudden, his eyeballs go big as hell. He blows his nasty smoke out of his mouth like, oh, my God, that's marijuana.
2: <laughs> I said, you you asked. I can't believe you did that. Did Briscoe walk around <laughs> looking for food the rest of the night? Yeah. By any chance? And then as, as soon as I
4: said that, Jerry Briscoe goes, ooh, let me try that. <laughs> so now they're saying we got a little circle, and I got a picture of that, a little circle, and they're passing their way. <laughs> and i'm just dying i go i can't believe you guys i cannot believe you guys dude it's like 40 years ago we did this
3: right and now you're
2: doing it again The song remains the same this
3: this might be a very really ridiculous question but i was just thinking as you're telling these stories right i was thinking man you had some really good wars with wahoo mcdaniel right right Right. oh yeah and i was thinking so you're close with the mcdaniel family right and karen and everything else so were you allowed to go over their house and hang out with them being no. that you were on? Or was it like, no, I can't we, talk to you? Isn't that wild? No, no, we... That's awesome. We respected
4: the business back then. There you and, go. And there you go. Everybody thought, because of the matches me and Wahoo had, that we really hated each other. You destroyed right. his headdress.
2: Oh, yeah. You're mean. Oh, yeah. And
4: that was... Uh, Native Americans, when we went to, you know, Nevada and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. they were pissed off I about bet that. they were. Oh, they were pissed off Did about you get that. any death threats or anything? A, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. This but no, we had that respect, and no, I never went to his house or anything like that. Wow. That had to be a
2: little, but, little know,
3: troublesome, right? Because you kind of you're really good friends, and you enjoy each yeah. other's company, but you can't go near him,
4: right? Yeah, but don't let nobody go near him trying to hurt him because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that bond, <laughs> go, go. that bond, yeah. will break real fast. And go over there yeah. and help him. Yeah, like they'll find out you know, real
2: fast what's real and find what's not. Yeah. Fast. But, wow. Speak- but no,
4: we respected the business enough not to do that, and we lived, you know, about the. Bad, the grudge it was a grudge who was
2: who was wahoo to you tell us about wahoo you know your wahoo was a great
4: athlete proud great native american athlete i respected wahoo because of his athletic ability and i had you know i wrestled i played football and everything like that and dusty road paid me a compliment one time in front of wahoo he said manny fernandez you're wrestler he's a great athlete Hmm. he could play baseball football and wrestle he was a great athlete and, and, and that's about the only time the fat man said something good about. It.
2: <laughs> there you go. Now Mike, Mike may not so Wahoo know. Was, Mike may not know much about this, but uh, tell us about Wahoo the Booker.
4: Wahoo well, was a great booker. Him and Ray Stevens booked uh, AWA. He brought me in because of the feud from the Carolinas. Kept carrying all over the country, mm-hmm. and it was drawing all over the country. And people, well, they just people say, "Oh, these guys just beat the hell out of each other. They don't even wrestle." They just go in there and duke it out and beat each other up, and we love that. So when Wahoo went to Minnesota, him and Ray Stevens took over the book because Greg was gone and Burney didn't want to lose his territory. So we had a good crew in there. Wahoo had a good crew. Before I got there, he had you know, uh, Beverly Boys, uh, Dean, uh, who was it, Mark, Mark Enos, and uh, his partner, I forgot his name, Wayne Bloom, Wayne Bloom, Mark Enos, and he had Bad Company, Patanaka, and the other guy, da Paul Diamond,
1: mm-hmm. Subisco,
4: Zinc, um, I forgot, oh, Colonel De Beers, Colonel De Beers, and everything. And then he called me up to bring me in and start that feud again, which we did in Minnesota and Las Vegas, where I ripped his feathers apart, and it just took off in the territory. And Wahoo had a great mind, and him and Ray, between him and Ray Stevens, they were great together. Mm. Those those guys had unbelievable chem- chemistry for the for the business.
2: You mentioned outside that Greg Gagne came along and ruined that, or oh yeah, Pfft.
4: that's why at the at the, at the gathering just
3: tennis legs. But yeah, everything was going great. Wait a great. minute, hold on. You're not going to blow past that. So you yeah. saw him at the gathering, <laughs> and what's the deal? You just you, come on, look.
4: You you just, just snapped those cruiser cruiser tennis legs look,
3: you
4: do? at the gathering. You know they had the 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 buffet, the the banquet, the banquet deal. Where you have a table and you have this. Uh, so many fans sit with the wrestler, right? But you only have so many chairs. Well, after the Q&A, everybody wanted to sit at my table because I had them all laughing. <laughs> and I said, man, I can't have you all at my table. So all these people that did get, ended up taking a the chair. They're just moving around trying to get a chair. Everybody jumping in the chair. So we, I had them laughing. Then they started the banquet procedures. And the first speaker was Greg Gagne. He got up there and he had this script with him. <laughs> and it goes, Well, I hope you all went to the bathroom and used the toilet, everything, because I got, it's going to take me about an hour or two to get everything said, what I got to be said. And I said, Oh, hell no. I ain't going <laughs> to sit here listening to your ass for an hour or two. Hell with you, dude. He, he lied to me about the, I signed a contract with him for the Hasbro Toys. You know the toys to make the toys. most recent. The yeah, most, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: By the way, he was he was going to come on the show and promote all that. Yeah, so, right. right. Yeah, like
4: he was going to make. Like he told me that when he saw me together, and tried to blow him off. He goes, "Hey, Manny, we're working on your doll." I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, dude." So he was talking all that crap. He did give Barbara Goodish the Brody doll that I respect, but he started talking. And I told my table, "Well, I got to go to the bathroom and I'll be back in a little bit." I never came. Back.
1: There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Did you,
3: did you wait, the, wait the hour and then made your no, appearance? No, I never
4: came back. I wasn't going to put up with all that, no. I just, you know, I never came back. And, and the funny part is my table all look, went looking for me. <laughs> they found me in the bar and started yelling at me. No, I no, can't believe so. you left us like that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean...
3: <laughs> Manny, we lost the uh, great Terry Funk uh, oh. recently. Uh, I know you had a really close relationship. Can you share your uh, thoughts on Terry Funk, the person?
4: You know, the hardest part is letting people understand it. A lot of people in the business knew Terry Funk, the wrestler. You know, the wrestler was one of the greatest. The greatest, probably in my eyes, the greatest to ever put a pair of boots on. But mm. I knew Terry Funk as a cowboy that ran the Double Cross Ranch. There was a sponsor and a backer of West Texas State University football program. That's why I met Terry Funk. That's how I met him. I met his wife, Vicki, and and they they met me and saw this crazy, ass kid that goes around getting in fights with people with helmets on, hitting people, <laughs> hitting people upside the head with a helmet on, <laughs> hurting his own hands. But uh, I knew him as a person first, and far more. We became close and after football games they would pick me up and take me out to the caravan club, Whiskey River Country Bar and stuff like that and him and Murdoch and Vicky and I mean the man was beautiful. He took good care of me when I was in college. He was a big backer of West Texas State. He'd get on my butt if I had a bad game. We had a bad game, which we didn't because we were pretty good. We won two conference titles. Mm. But when I made a bad block and everything, him and Murdoch were the first to yell at me from the stand. They'd come down from the stands and sit on the railing and, "Hey, '73, you're playing like an idiot!"
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I always got out. But we became close, and between him and Murdoch, but Terry, Terry believed in me for whatever. You know, they knew I was an amateur wrestler, and they knew I did freestyle open tournaments. You know, 'cause I love wrestling i go to freestyle open tournaments and compete. My coach at the freestyle nationals was Chavo Guerrero, mm. and I won the nationals for Chavo Guerrero. So, he, you know, he was a wrestler too. So he got back to them, and, you know, it was like, oh, you're going to be a wrestler? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to play football in the NFL for 10 to 12 years and retire. And they go, yeah, sure you
3: are, kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know,
4: six foot two, sixty. that's not a big – back in the 70s, I was not a big football player
3: at all isn't that amazing yeah that's Uh, amazing
4: yeah yeah they were huge
3: back then
1: Mm. huge
4: football
3: players
1: Mm.
4: but you know i tried out did that and you know and terry kept believing in me and so did murdoch and terry and murdoch push and push and terry finally got the hook in me and said you got something in you i could tell you got something in you and you could be a big draw in this business i don't know what he saw uh, he was truth, right, though. He saw you know, something saw there. something.
2: Yeah, he sure he did. He believed
4: in it, and he believed in me, and we were together since 1977, to tell you the truth. My first time I was at West Texas State, that's when I met him, that's the first conference title I won for West Texas State. We won for West Texas State, and he was a big backer, and he was just so much part of my life. He was the father I never had.
2: Mm. You know, how were you grew me up How are you and, processing his passing?
4: Well, you know, it, it was hard. You know, when I talked to Brandy and Stacey's daughters, and the hard part is when when you try to talk to somebody and you express your feelings and they keep telling you, you know, my dad loved you, my dad loved you, my dad loved you, my dad loved you so much, my dad loved you so much. He would always talk, him and my mom would always talk about you, how you always came to visit them. You know, we used to have – Well. The Mafia called to sit down, right? Four times a year, I'd have a sit down. Every year, I'd have a sit down with Terry. And if I missed the sit down, oh, trust me, I heard it.
1: Mm. Where the hell have you been?
4: Why ain't you been here? What's going on with you? If I missed the sit down, I got a, I got a mouthful. I mean, mm. I, I got a month's worth of cussing.
1: Mm.
4: So that was our, that was our ritual, the sit downs, and we talk about the business. He'd tell me about what's going on with the business, what's wrong with Vince McMahon, why he's screwing up and all that stuff and how his dad did it and he wouldn't have done it like that. And all these things and all these stuff that he gave me, especially when I was young and I wrestled him, he would tell me, you need to do this kid, you need to not die, don't die on me. I'll tell you when to get up, when they have fire, when they come back, you just trust me, listen to me. You know, he carried me. To that spot where people believed in me so strong especially in 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 florida with the hispanic the latin population hispanic population and jerry briscoe told him eddie graham this guy's over with the hispanic people we got to keep him strong so i had a lot of people like him but terry was the one that pushed eddie graham to say i know he's only been in the business eight months let me drop the florida title to him and you're going to see this kid draw money mm-hmm. and so he had that belief so from that day on, we've just been strong bond. It's always unbreakable until this. And when when they invited me and flew me down, the family, uh, Kane and Smith, and they flew me down because nobody wanted me be there. They wanted me there because their dad loved me so much. I had to be there. And salvation the life was hard at first. We had uh, people come in. and. The coffin was there. They didn't have an open coffin or nothing. You know, there was nothing there. So people came in. So all the wrestlers kind of did their thing, talking to one another. I just sat in the corner and prayed. And people thought I was being standoffish. They said, no, I'm just praying. Don't don't take that personal. I'm just, I owe this man everything in my life.
1: Mm.
4: And I just want that time to be there. So, you know, people came, Ted, Stan. You know, people that I knew, they knew me growing up. They were told from the Funks. This new kid is coming into the business. This kid's got a lot of ability, gotta take care of him. That word that came out from Funk and Murdoch, from that day on, Brody, Hanson, every West, Bobby Duncombe, everybody that played at West Texas State football, football, not Dusty, he didn't play ball, football at West Texas State, even though he tried to say he did hmm. All the people who played ball there, took me on their wing, and took care of me because of that. So I never forgot that. and. Uh, they were all there, and they realized that I was just wanting time alone, 'cause I didn't get to see him in the coffin. It was close. so you know I had a, the honor of uh, CM Punk. CM Punk come up. He was there, and I was surprised. I was happy. That's I was happy that people that were there to, you know, celebrate the life of Terry Funk. But I never knew CM Punk, and CM Punk uh, come up, and talk to me, and same thing. Says I know you're close to him. I say yeah. And I said, I know you're going through hard. Then I got into it, and I said, I know you're going through a hard time in your life. And uh, I'm gonna tell you what Terry Funk told me: If you can look in the mirror and like what you see, then what you did doesn't matter. All that matters is if you believe in you. So don't worry about that con dude, whatever his name is, for AEW. Be who you are, because nobody else can do it for you.
2: How did he respond? How did he respond? Excuse me? How did he respond to that when you said it to him?
4: When he left there, he got on the phone to Homicide and said, I got Manny Fernandez's approval to kick anybody's ass. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Very funny.
4: (laughs) Homicide called me the next day, and he goes, Dude, CM Punk called me, told me he got your approval for what he did. And that was cool. He was all excited. He got your approval. I said, Well, I'm just... So so you made that clear, but I'm going to kind of veer off a little bit with this
3: conversation. So clearly I think you're aware of what happened with CM Punk. Do you think uh, the initial fight that went on – let let me make it easier for you. Do you think CM Punk was disrespectful of Tony Khan considering Tony Khan pays his paycheck? No. Why? Why?
4: Then you could say I was disrespectful to Jim Crockett. He paid my paycheck. I was under contract. When I beat up Tolly Blanton in the dressing room, I had a reason to do it. It was an animosity from all these stab wounds I got
3: right here. They
4: ran off and left me to be stabbed.
3: But okay? can, you, can you please, I don't you know, know, know the story, like we said, with fans. Can you elaborate on that a little more? Yeah, please?
4: what he did was the kid, the kid, the jungle boy, I remember him when he was training at Ricky Morton School. It was the same kid. He was a little bitty guy, Mm -hmm. always running around, jumping, doing this and that. He'd get on my nerves. He'd get on my nerves so I could see what he's doing. You got to respect yourself. You know, you have In the business back in the day, I'm going to tell you a story. Ivan Koloff. you know Ivan Koloff. Absolutely. Yeah. Back in the day, there was a problem in the ring. You didn't take care of it in the ring. Mm -hmm. You came to the dressing room. Right. And the guys would get together, and if you had it out, you had it out. And all the boys would stand back. Once that it, you, hockey once a hockey fight goes to the ice, what happens? Break it up. Break it up. In the resting room, once it goes to the floor, you break it up. Okay. You break it up, you shake hands, and let it go. That's how it was done in the old days. That's how you got respect in the dressing room. Sure. And once it went down, you weren't going to kick. No. I saw Ivan Koloff grab a guy and say, you're not kicking the man when he's down. You're not doing that.
1: Wow. Right. You're
4: not doing. Ivan slung him. Wow. Ivan was a tough individual himself. Mm. He wasn't
2: putting up with that. So, so, can you, can so you, Perry disrespected Punk, and right. yes,
4: yeah. and so he got and put Punk to sleep. took care hey, of business. He so? got put to sleep. I would have knocked him out. It's easier to get put to sleep, mm. sleep than bust your face up. Mm. He's supposed to be a pretty guy. So and do
3: you think that Tony Khan should have realized that and defended Punk? How's he going to
4: realize him? that? He doesn't even know anything about athletics. He doesn't right. know anything. You know, look where he comes from. I'm not trying to disrespect anything, but these people are just buying up American stuff and think they know American. No, that's not, they, you don't know American ways. You don't know the ways people struggle in this life in America and struggle to make themselves respectful. Sam Punk has paid his dues. He went to UFC. Mm-hmm. He has proven himself. Maybe he didn't do so great, but the man had enough guts to try it. Mm. Yeah, He tried it. Yeah. Right. So you're not going to disrespect a guy like that. You're a young guy trying to get into business, and you're going to disrespect a guy that paid his dues already?
2: You got what you deserved. Do you laugh even more when they go public after the whole thing? Let's well, let the whole world know about it. This yeah. used to be a private matter, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a private matter. Mm-hmm. It was you, nobody you know,
3: knew when me and Tully got into a fight, right. except the boys. You just, right. you just you just turned me like you you explained it the way it should be explained. Now I feel totally different about yeah, it. Yeah. Can cool. we go back to the Tully Blanchard
2: thing? Never yeah, heard what that. Happened what with happened? happened? What happened with Tully? What well, was
4: me? It was a lot. Of me, we were we we're in San Antonio, and you know me, uh, Mully and told me one day Terry too. If you don't stop doing stupid shit, you're going to be around long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what stupid shit were we doing at this covered started It started <laughs> at, at, at a titty bar. My okay. <laughs> favorite titty bar. We went over there, and, gotcha. and I had a couple of good dancers that I met in San Antonio, and they would do their thing and everything, and the outlaw bikers were there that night.
2: Oh, jeez. Okay. And the outlaw gotcha. bikers were
4: acting up all stupid, and, and I said, well, oh, hey, geez. dude, you have a little respect for the girls. Oh, no. So, you know, that went on. Nothing happened. We end up going oh, to Daddy's restaurant to eat and wait on the girls, right? Uh-huh. Well, guess who showed up? The oh, outlaws. Oh no! They showed boy. up and they was making eyeballs over here and said, and uh, someone said to Tully, and I said, "What'd you say?" I said, "Oh no, dude, You ain't no but a punk." I said, "Anybody that needs uh, a bunch of gang members to back his shit up is nothing but a punk in my book." You mm-hmm. Ain't mm-hmm. no but a punk. And came at me and I snatched him through and through the window. Okay. I just thought I was going to throw him. Almost like JBL talked about me throwing the bouncer out of right. the Hooter's window. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't. me and Windows just seemed to be in the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> at the <laughs> right, wrong time. I threw the guy through the window, and when I spun around like this, his buddy stabbed me in the arm. Oh, wow! So I thought he was punching me like an idiot. I'd been drinking and coked up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, I kind of do, I was like, dude, is yeah. that as hard as you could punch? So I went after him and he and he kept stopping me. Oh, shit, and, man. Know, he, he kept stopping me. I realized it when he hit me in the gut right here. Oh, you know, when shit. When he got me in the gut, that it was not, it was a fist. <laughs> so I was backing off, I
2: was bleeding
4: then pretty bad. Wow. I was bleeding there in a big time. And what
2: happened, Tully didn't have your back? What was it? No, the... he, was, he went to his car. He, he went to his the... car, he let you
4: get uh, stabbed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sitting there bleeding half
2: to death, trying to get to a hospital. That sounds like a fight in the locker room afterwards. Okay, so what happens now? When, when do you catch up with Tully after we took off on you?
4: Oh, that this 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 lingered for years. Me and Tully talk now. We, you know, okay. Hey, the Lord makes you. You know, you gotta love your enemies as you love yourself. You know, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. Lord does that. That to serve, But you know, I'm not this holy roller. But I just after my stay in prison, I kind of said, Hey, you better wake up. I got you. Or you're gonna be a you're gonna be back in there where you don't want to be, and yeah. I don't want to be back in there. I got you. So uh, I just turned my life around. Yeah, I've always been Catholic anyway. I always believed in something, mm-hmm. you know. And, and we let it, it just festered in time, it festered in time. And when Marie and Rude were together at the Crockett Cup, and we we're number one seed, supposed to win the tournament, until Manny got a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go,
1: Manny! And,
4: and you know, Tully just set me off that day. He said something – And I couldn't stand Lex Luger. Lex is the biggest pussy in the world. And everybody saw the Brody thing in the cage. So nobody has to deny that. He's the biggest pussy in the world. Mm. And uh, sorry, Lord, I didn't mean to say that word. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Lex said something. Tully said something. I said, dude, we can end this right here. He said, what? I said, never mind. Bam, bam, bam. I just let go. Never mind. I just got uh, six years of frustration out. One night, bam, bam, bam. Went for Barbarian, the big Barbarian who big Samoan and grabbed me by one arm. That's all he needed and lifted me up and <laughs> took me off a of Tully. Jeez. I was like, dude, do you mind putting me down? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> he took one arm, boop, and pulled me off a of Tully. And, you know, that's the story that ended up me and Rudy getting beat by Nikita and Dusty, which I could care less.
2: But... Mm. you with your stupid shit.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: I did a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, but, did, your, know, did your faith build over the years slowly, like or do were you always strong faith or as the years go on you you get stronger with your
4: faith. You know, my faith has always been there because my mom raised us Catholic and we always do stuff like that, but I got away when I got a little crazy and got you know, you get a little crazy get into things in life and stuff and you start thinking you're Superman and stuff and yeah, yeah, you know, after being shot right there and then stabbed right there. Everybody thought I was Superman. (laughs) But no, you know, you just Dude, and then and, and you just wake up, you know, you just, you think about yourself. You, when you're in an isolation cell in prison, you think to yourself, what the hell, dude? All your life, you accomplished things in life. You served your country. You're All-American Junior College Football, Offensive Lineman of the Year, West Texas State all Yep. championships. And in every, in every yep. sport that I played, I always, we always won championships. I yep. never was on a losing team. How amazing is that? Yeah. Never Until I got to Kansas City. <laughs> but all the growing up on sports, and you see, all that price that you paid, all the dues you paid, all the sacrifices to be to make yourself that person accomplish the goals your mom set for you, you're just going to throw out the window be a convict, mm. become a convict. Mm. You better straighten up, dude.
1: Good yeah, you. You, know, Good see, yep, you wake yourself
4: yep. up. You don't need somebody to kick you. You, you, you got to look at it. And, and after being in prison and getting that fight in prison, putting isolation cell, you ask yourself, well, if you keep fighting in prison, you're going to get killed. You will get killed in prison.
3: They're going to get you. Well, it's got to it's be tough too, right, because he's a famous professional wrestler. Oh you're sitting you in prison. Everybody wants, to you. Everybody wants Absolutely. to test you, right? But, you know,
4: one thing that was great after the fight that got me thrown in isolation um, the guards, after I, you know, a couple of guards gang rushed me, and I arm dragged one, I hip toss the other one, right? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and they were all like, whoa. And they were <laughs> all, the all freaking, they were freaking out. They were freaking out. So one of the guards Googled <laughs> right. it. Why not? He Googled it and found out who I was. Right. After that, they treated me like gold. Wow. They treated That's me great. Awesome. They would come check on me. Hey, bro, you need an extra milk. You need an extra juice. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Now I, was- I was getting free food and coke in jail. What's going on? <laughs> I was getting extra stuff. And then when they came to take me out 30 days later, I said no, bro. I'm comfortable here. I'm <laughs> don't
2: take me out. Yeah, I'm good. Where's my cable television? <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch television. That's hilarious. Hey, and
4: they had the television, dude. It was <laughs> yeah. up there on the stand. They my ottoman's not down. here got yet. Where is I
2: it? Television. I'm laying here. in my bunk and watch the yeah. TV. Yeah, a yeah, little tanning booth. <laughs> By the way, only I,
3: only Farrow would come up with an ottoman in jail.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm not
3: a couch.
2: No, yeah, an, an ottoman. Yeah, for his feet. He's got a. You know, All right, throw so I don't know if I
3: misread this. So straighten me out. But if if it is true, this is pretty damn cool. Did you have a relationship with Ann Wilson from Hart? Get out. me?
1: Yeah.
4: Ah, whiz.
3: <laughs> uh, with, in my
4: dreams,
2: not uh, only both Wouldn't them. you, Barracuda? I love, I love Barracuda. <laughs> where, where
1: the hell did
2: I read that, then? Oh, my God. I don't know. The National Enquirer? Uh, dude, I, she, I, thought I don't I, care uh, if she's uh, 300 uh, pounds now. I'd still love to have a her. Look at with her. you. Damn, this. She's, she's pretty, roll. She's pretty
3: wow.
0: All right. All right.
4: You no, know, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, she was something I loved, back uh, in the day. Right,
3: we, we, we're going to get a little serious here, because I want to get through it somewhat quick. But it's an important subject. So the last time you were on here, you got emotional. Again, thank you for your service. Thank yes. you for what you've done for this country. Yes. Um, but, of course, in this wrestling world, and we're a pretty popular show, you know, you've got people that if Jim Cornette says, shove a pickle up your ass, they, they think they should do it, Don't right? it. Everything he says. Right. So I, I just want you to ass? explain. Right. To I know, because I was in the military, so I know how it works. But I want you to explain to the common folk that, you know, they'll use that, you know, they could look you up and they know exactly what you did and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Cornette's telling the truth and he's lying and blah, blah. Like, and, I, and it's hard for me to explain it on the internet. Yeah. And and I want you, if you could, explain to the people so they understand, like, what you've done for this country. Could and you, could you with really, all due respect to Jim Cornette, yeah, it's like, shut I the fuck no, yeah, could up, you, Could you
2: shut everybody the hey, fuck up have already, no please? I respect
3: Jim Cornette. And you know what says? Is if
4: you've been military, I'm a proud owner of DD-214. There you go, and They baby. don't they don't hand those out to idiots. What's that? They don't I'm hand idiot. out those what, what DD-214. And what you know it? what made me laugh? Well, first tell Farrell what, what is what is a DD-214? DD214? D, DD-214 is a signature paper that says you served in the United States and it gives military. your full okay. full history, history record. Of, so okay. if you look
3: me up and you yeah. see my DD. Two fourteen. You yeah. see everything, everything I've done. Everything deployment. That's what he, all the things. That's exactly. You're win four
4: results. And you know what's no, funny on that. the way, on the way here? Hey, hey, bring me my phone. Bring me my phone, please. It's on the room. On the way here, I had. I'm trying to get my license in California. Everybody, North Carolina, South Carolina. When a couple of days, they dismissed all the charges, dropped everything, and said it's too old. He go there. California, a lousy state, is making me go through mental health treatment, uh, my general medicine treatment, and even the eye doctor. And the eye doctor. So my doctor had to write a letter to DMB stating my status as a combat vet. Mm -hmm. And I had a picture of it because I knew I was going to be here.
3: How smart are you? Demand comes and you know what? This is this is exactly what I wanted uh, to do. because I want to
2: just shut up. I've been dying to shut it absolutely. up. Absolutely. Everybody shut up. Stay tuned.
4: <laughs> I I gotta find it. It's um, but
2: How do you feel about that, Mike, reading you this know, crap like, on the internet? It doesn't you bother me. me. I
3: so you know, so again. I I've, I I've tried to explain to numerous people, not just numerous, a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's people that are, thank you for my you thank you for your service, Reddit. Right. And then you got people that if Jim, you know, Jim Cornette said this, they'll they'll they it. just believe everything okay, well, he says. Jim Cornette, so know. my point my point was uh, the the most recent comment was exactly that I think Golden Beller, right? But they think they had said that you were a mechanic f- whatever it was.
4: I and, started off my MOS was, uh, started off as a hall technician. Okay. I, went to weld- I was going to go to underwater welding school. That's where I learned. Did you? Other-
3: I was a 63 Bravo. Okay? That was my MOS. Right. I tried to explain to this person yeah. that that is your job. Right. It does not mean. You're safe. It, no, it doesn't, it doesn't. You're not safe if Wait a you're minute, a it mechanic. Does, in but, the- but my point is, it doesn't mean that you aren't doing other of things. Of course. Right. Your first job in the military is what, Manny? The number one to job. To serve. Go ahead. To serve. And and defend, right?
4: And defend. To serve and defend. S- I've tried. To- Shh. My teeth were loosening up. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, to serve and defend. <laughs> <laughs> they started going. <laughs> I
1: think so slowly.
4: Hey, God, I'm trying to fight. them. Oh, my God. You got me, because I got to show you this. In I other get, words, I got a million you're, you're, a yeah. you're a
3: grunt first. You're uh, a grunt first. What's a grunt? A grunt is you're going to the front lines, right? Oh, yeah. oh you going, okay. That is your job yeah. first. So you could be a, a veterinarian in the right. military. Right. But guess what? You're a grunt first. Yeah, and you know? if you're special forces, right. airborne, whatever else, yeah. you could be an airborne ranger but be a veterinarian. Right. You could be an airborne gotcha. ranger and be a 63 Bravo. This I is could pretty be easy. What I to was and still I be a hall get...
4: technician. That is my MOS. Yeah. That's what I Came in as. Yeah. Right. Yeah. not as a, a
3: Bolton major or anything. The yeah. dumbass. But I don't know what these people think they're going to see. They're going to see his record said murderer. You know, killed a million people. And like, these I, are the ones he killed. Exactly. Here's the it's, like, you, so exactly. it's like, what do you exactly? What
2: do you? What do you think you're going I, to read? I don't know what they are thinking.
4: This is the one I can't find the other. this is the one that says I served in Saigon. Okay, so can, we,
3: can we show that on camera? Yeah,
2: is that possible? Abe, yeah. can, hey, can we show that hey, on camera? Hey, blow this up. We really need to shut people Hold up. On. They need to see can I gra- this. I'll grab the phone. Grab, grab the phone. Yeah, by all means. I gotta find the other is one. Enough with the internet uh, right here with diarrhea. The service connected for that Mr. Fernandez has had to deal with for how long now? Like this one right in front of me. Is that okay? Bring it closer. Back. Nah, they can't see it that and way. That ain't working. And the, the and all see, all see point it to where it says Whoa, Saigon. Whoa, it's like an eclipse of the sun. Oh, that's Mike. No, no. <laughs> see where it says Saigon?
3: I just got
2: to get it on there. Come on, Abe. You can do it, baby. You Focus. can do it, baby. Focus. Hey, you can read that. Focus. So now
3: everybody read this.
2: Yeah, read slowly for you morons I, out there. I
3: hope we can expect Lots of apologies during the. Oh, show, you ain't right?
2: gonna expect. Don't expect the smart people just breeze through it. You guys can comprehend. But you dumb dumbs, you right. internet trolls, All right. well, read enough. carefully. Yeah. All right. Hey. The, oh, yeah, yeah. You can. Could- you cannot satisfy. You can never please. Yeah, right. Idiots. You're right. You, you, know, you made
4: what. that email up. That thing's hey, not real. You can put a bullet in their head. That's a it. ram. Yeah, it's not brother. real. You can put a bullet in their head and go. Oh, you didn't shoot. <laughs> me. Yeah, no, it was someone else.
2: It was bullet chart
3: real. You know, unbelievable. I gotta
4: find this other one. Man. Unbelievable. All right, Mike, well, real, you
3: know what? I don't want to. I don't want to make this. Any, all, so. all I have to say is respect. Yeah. Yeah, the Man who defended this country. Respect Look. the people that defend this country. Yeah, please. By
4: all means. Look, respect everybody that serves period yeah Thank you. anybody yeah. that has a goal or or the when i the heart the heart to put their life on the line sign a contract that's up to life that's up to life not in, and it, it's it's a contract that stays with you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. you never ever discharge ever it'll always be with you once you sign up to serve you'll serve all your life
1: mm, that's right no matter mm. what that's and right. It's
4: like I told people, you don't believe me? Let me uh, let the, the the judges have me have another weapon. I'll show you what I can do.
2: <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> All right, I have to I have Good. to ask Good. this, Good. and I know it's coming out of left field, but you're both obviously military men. When I see the old pictures of the independent, you know the the when we got the Declaration of Independence, hundreds of years ago, seventeen, our war against England for our freedom. Is there any role worse than the poor guy playing the drums at the front of the line? It's <laughs> a really good question. Nobody ever <laughs> thinks about this. This poor <laughs> <laughs> bastard uh, you know, who was given a gift from God that he can that play was, drums. Uh, he gets uh, to die. Was he a, can't even defend himself. Right at that there was
4: a movie made oh, like serious? that. There was a movie made I can't remember. Was the it movie, about the drummer? And the guy was drumming and then they cut away and you see the drum rolling down <laughs> the hill by itself. <laughs> <laughs> Why are
1: I, we laughing? I go Oh horrible. wow, what happened to him? <laughs> Oh
2: God! Well, listen, uh, Ringo, and and no, Ringo, and Ringo never me. got any respect wait, either. Wait, hold on, Ringo never got so, any respect. Re- so is this a drummer
3: thing? Respectfully, right? What,
2: what the? F- For Abe, those who
3: served in Vietnam, the drums
2: rolling down the hill. For those
3: that served in Vietnam, like Manny did. Yeah. Right? You, you guys, those you know, those movies like Platoon. Yeah. That's real. Like that's almost yeah. as close as real as you could get. <laughs> yeah. Being okay. that, being that front guy.
2: Oh my God! In the front of that group. Oh my God. Is oh, not a great position. No. no.
3: Be in point?
4: Going point? No. Be- that's running point true. is not a great you, that's
2: position. real bravery being up. At You're the gonna front find out where oh at
4: real fast God. when it.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, yeah. So- I'm sorry I asked, asked that mean. left field question, yeah. but I had that to. That was actually. Yeah. Good I've question. always <laughs> wondered about it. It's yeah, just, just like...
4: remember that scene from the movie where you
2: see the drum. Running I mean, what does the, the guy, guy th- think to himself? I should have played the tuba. <laughs> well, wait a minute no, Wait a <laughs> minute. he thinking? Playing flute. Think about it this way. How about how about the
3: Revolutionary War? We stood three feet from each other and you just shot at each other. Yeah, what was Hello, respectfully. Oof. Yeah, you must. <laughs> that's, that's almost and like here's another thing is. too why would
2: you let that
4: reminds me of the damn uh, medieval days when they just yeah. run, run from one hill to the other
2: hill with a sword right into each other <laughs> so... yeah, yeah, and you know what I never got about the drums why are you letting them know you're coming yeah. this is the stupidest thing I've ever alright alright All right. okay anyway well, uh, so some so, 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 so quick history just to
3: make it clear yeah. that's yeah. how we took over this country right because yeah. we used guerrilla warfare against yep. Yep. the
4: honorable against, revolution against Rick- the Keith, Moon. The, the, Keith if, Moon. If you right. read about the, the, the what is the Revolutionary War, yeah. when the, the Redcoats were coming, yeah. and they started going up to Tennessee. The squirrel hunters are yeah. right yeah. up in the trees yeah. in the pins yeah. of South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. They see Redcoats, oh
3: boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like easy pickets, man. You're like Faro with the drum.
2: hello, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back yeah. back, yeah. back yeah. to the. All right, we got that covered. Beautiful. Let's sit back here. Okay, um. Obviously, one of the most polarizing stories that never goes away is the, you know, the murder of uh, Bruiser Brody. Some wrestlers are obviously over the years been documented as being very upset, and other wrestlers almost suggest that he might have possibly had it coming. What? We've, we've heard people say that you know he was difficult to work with. This is not our opinion, obviously. These are the, this is the crap we read. So, I'm, so I'm ask I'm asking you your thoughts on the death of Bruce Brody, what how what you feel caused it, and your opinion in general on the whole very tragic subject.
4: Bruce Brody, all the guys from West Texas State who grew up and came broke into his business by the funks, were taught to respect the business and the business should respect them. We, we were fighters for what—we didn't want to be wronged by anybody, by any promoter, by any businessman, by nobody. And, you know, we stood up. If you look at all the guys from West Texas State, you're going to see people that don't back down from anybody. None of the boys do. And that's Dory Funk Sr. style, right? And what he did was fight for the, his money.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: You bring in a guy, you use him, you pay him. I've done the same thing many times. I've done the same thing. You were to pay me. You know that's what you promised me. You know Jerry Lawler tried that in the Memphis territory. Tried to tell me I'd come in him and Jarrett, Jerry Jarrett. I'll come in fifteen hundred dollars a week, and you know the paychecks were five six hundred bucks. That's not fifteen hundred mm, bucks a week.
2: Not even close. Not even close. Not even close.
4: And I came to a situation where I had enough of it, and I took Jerry Lawler and Jerry, uh, Jerry Jarrett in the, in the locker room, shut the door behind me. And I told him, you're paying me, and you're paying me now. You're not leaving this room. Okay. And uh, Jared's mom called the riot squad on me. (laughs) But uh, before the riot squad got there, I got my money. Mm. Okay. And uh, I got my money. I left. Mm -hmm. And the riot squad came storming down the city. Ricky Morton told me this story, and I was laughing when he told me he called me up. He said, man, you left too soon. You should have seen all them people coming down after you. And he said, Ricky told me, he told all them cops, he said, there had to be 20 of them. And he said, damn, all you guys for just one man? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you fight for your right. If you, you go out and put your body on the line for somebody, then you better pay him. And he's got the right to stand up for that. And Bruce and Brody wasn't gonna take crap from anybody. And if people didn't understand that, then th- they don't belong in the business.
2: Your opinion on they Invader? Want-
4: my opinion of who?
2: On Invader.
4: I should have killed him. Honestly. I love Bruce Brody. Bruce Brody, like I said, of all the West Texas guys that was told, hey, this kid is coming into the business, Brody took me under his wing in Japan and in San Antonio. He'd wake me up at six in the morning with a, when I was drinking all damn night and did not want to go to the gym. And he'd pound on the door till I got up so I would go to the gym. He made me train. He didn't want me to be a slouch, he wanted made me train, and it's like I told Barbara, and she knows how much I love him. He loved me too. He was great. We were great together. He took care of me. Wow. And yeah, if I could have killed him, I would have killed him. I would have had no problem with that. You know The rumor has
3: it, though, that he had lost a child to a drowning right before that happened, and may not have been had his mental facilities in order because of what had happened. Did who, you hear that invader invader.
2: Is there anything to that?
4: No. I never heard that. Okay. You know, I never heard that. I never heard that Well, that Puerto comes Rico. from Flair. And, you know, Doesn't that come Chicky, from Flair? Chicky, a couple people said Chicky, Star, Chicky Star was in in San Antonio territory with me. Chicky Star was a good connection there in Puerto Rico. He's one of the top guys. And Chicky Star and me, we got real close in San Antonio. I took care of him when he came to Puerto Rico, and we had fun together, up and down the road together. He rode with me. And he never told me that. Okay. He never told me stories about that. And who would know better? He would. He was always there. He never told me stories about that. He said, all these excuses being made after these guys murder, he's a chicken, number one, you know. But, you know, it's like Jim Cornette denying who I am. Who cares about Jim Cornette? Right. You know? I can kill him with a feather. <laughs>
3: yeah, you know? That's true.
4: Damn. You know, I can show him, like, uh, I could be like John Wick. I killed three men with a pencil. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's
1: pretty
2: You good. could put something in the sprite, yeah. you know, when he's at Wendy's. Yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh,
4: these people that follow him are probably the same people, like I said. Jim Cornette paid guys to do his wife so he can watch because he oh can't my do it himself. God. You know? So if you want to talk, you better, you better, you better wow. not have any skeletons
2: in your closet. Yeah, that's kind of messed up, yep, by the way. Yeah, That's messed up. But, you know, I wanted to ask you uh, about one of uh, – it seems like everyone uh, hates the guy, so I have to ask you, uh, You know, what are your thoughts on uh, Ole Anderson?
4: There ain't none. I never thought about him, <laughs> that's period. Glowing. I never thought – the only one I Glow loved about you. him, yeah, it was Gene Anderson. Gene Anderson was the greatest human being that when I first came to the Carolinas, I don't know if he knew about me or heard about me, but Gene, for some reason, took a real good liking to me. Okay. And he would always pull my thumb back like this and make me give up. Oh, okay, Gene, Gene, Mm. Gene, I quit. You know, Gene was one tough, tough human being, but he had a great heart.
2: And Oli's so, reputation deserved. Oli's known as a complete, you know, nasty, no okay. one liked him. No, Oli. Is his reputation yeah, he's,
4: accurate? You know, if you let him bully you, okay. you know, if, you, if you're afraid of a bully, yeah.
2: So he wasn't pulling any of that shit with you, obviously. No, or, I,
4: no I've had, uh, no, face-to-face. Yeah, face that's come. not a good Even idea. Even in the ring. Yeah. Even in the ring. Yeah. You know, I've had, you know, you, you know, and yell at me. you need to calm down in there. Mm. Yeah, right, shut up, dude. Yeah, go do your... Shake your booty. Here,
1: here's,
3: here's, here's one guy that we, we grew up loving, but then we've heard stories about him being very difficult to work with. And I know you worked with him, Mill Mascaris. What was it like working with Mill? I enjoyed the crap. Well, I had a great
4: relationship with Mill when I met him. Did you ever get to beat him? No, I always let him beat me. This is what I'm talking
2: about. That guy never
4: lost. Oh, no. Mill Moskowitz, in honor in Houston, Texas, came up to me. Because when I went to Mexico. You pinned him. And I, and I wrestled him. He was like, I, he couldn't believe everything I did for him. Okay. I said, just do what you got to do, and I'll be there for you. Fly like a rabbit. Fly like a kite, and I'll be there to catch you, Okay, bro. okay. I'll be, I did everything, and Mexican people went crazy. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. He come to Houston. We're in the basketball box. And I um, go, amigo. Get it as I said, whatever you want to do, I'm there for you. Oh, no, amigo, you tonight, you go tonight. You know, Ooh, you mill. go. Wow. And I refused. I said, what? no, bro. People came here to see you. It would have been They'd his only loss. They see me all the time. You know, they barely brought in Moscow. So wow. I said, no, man, don't worry about me. I can get over no matter what. Wow. You know, so we went out there and, you know, I just got him over.
2: He must have really liked you to, to say tonight it's oh, you. Oh, yeah wow and
4: and, and still to this day he's you know he, he you know uh he stepped in when that idiot what's that idiot's name the skeleton dude la parka la parka la parka okay. mm-hmm. tried to be a tough guy mm-hmm. and i and i said dude you're picking on the wrong person i i may be in your country but mm-hmm. i i know no, no chingazos, cabron. You know, he thought I was a white dude.
1: Wait a minute. He thought I was a white dude. And <laughs> I, mean, I said,
4: los chingazos, cabrón. Orale. You know, let's get it down, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And um, when Máscara's walking in the room, brother, you can hear pin drop. All the Hispanic Westers just sat still.
1: Right, right. And he
4: jerked them, took them out, parked them out, and talked to them, and, hmm. and he became a nice guy. Wow. Masqueriz? One or another, he's going to be a nice guy. Ma- was Masquerick, you
2: know. was, was, uh, you know. we don't know, Was Ma- so I'm asking, is a tough guy? I don't know if he was a tough guy, but I know he was very much respect. Right. Just like All kind right. of, you like know, Al Santo? Yes,
4: yes, you know, Santo, yes, Santo, yes. The yes. Yes. Name. yes. I don't know if he was a tough guy, but the, he, the respect the Mexicans had for him.
2: Like El Canec? You know, yeah. guys. El Canec, Los Sure.
4: Like those guys,
3: Sure.
2: Oh, my God.
4: The guys who got respect in Mexico. Yeah. It's like something I've never seen before.
3: Mm-hmm. So but they, was it true that he didn't give a lot? Like he, he, he wanted to be on the offense most of the time. He who? wouldn't give Mill Mill Mil. during a match. He, he sold his pants off for of me. <laughs> okay. You no, know, I don't understand okay.
4: people. But you know, we had a good relationship, and I would get on him me, sell 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 sell, mm-hmm. and then I'd say, "Okay, let me go duck this and little time and do right. this and mm-hmm. do that, keep flying around." I let Mill be Mill, and Mill knew that I was going to be me. Right, right. So yeah. you know, it was a great match because yeah. we were both giving. You know, he was him and I was me. When I shut him down, I shut him down. Yeah. I walked the piss off, like everybody else. Sure. I clubbed you. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> like
4: Barbarian said, "Oh, Manny Fernandez,
3: he's stiff, stiff, just stiff. <laughs> Manny Fernandez, he hit you, he hit you." <laughs> I want. I, I want to ask you, how's Dory Funk Jr. doing? I saw Dory
4: at the. We got talking, at the celebration of life and i'm glad he's alive i don't know how much that means right to tell you the truth understood i don't know if he's doing you know if some if uh if his wife is doing most of it you know mm-hmm. uh i don't know if he knows what's really happening mm. but i'm glad he's alive i mean if you want to call it being alive.
2: Yeah. What is it, yeah. dementia or Alzheimer's for the fans at home who may not know what you're talking about I don't know.
4: I don't know. Okay. I don't even want to guess. Just, okay,
2: just Fair like enough.
4: when they asked me about Terry, all I could do is not think about that. You yeah. know. oh, we okay. got Parkinson, I oh, no dude, you're wrong. Right. You know, I try to put things yeah. for the people that I love, I try to pay for the best and think the best. Yeah. I don't ever want to think the worst. Yeah. You know, I don't ever want to think the worst. But
3: all right, we got one more question in the Farrell's final question. We're gonna get you out of here. And again, where are you going to be this weekend?
4: Hey, we're going to eat some hamburgers in Hamburg. We're going to hamburg. I'm going to throw hamburger patties at everybody. Get out of here. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> we're going I'm going down with Darren I, 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 I can't say his name. Areola. Antola. A, Antola. Aaron Esmi Cola.
3: <laughs> associate Associate Producer of 350 Days. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. she produced it for 350
4: days, and Tola is mi cola, which means I'm a butt. <laughs> 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 he asked me about Tino Santana, funny story. He asked me about Tino Santana, and there's also places, Tecola, Mexico, where they say he's from. He said, No, the rib is mi cola, my ass. That's where he's <laughs> from. <laughs> <laughs> a in New
3: Jersey. From Totoa, New Jersey. From total in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know. But yeah, that's where we're going to be. We're going to do that. Well, uh, fans got to fan get down fans. there.
3: You, you are an icon. Everybody knows. i uh, am a huge icon. fan. And one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. That That is plain and simple. I'll finish up my question, Farrell's final question. You, Rick Rude, great tag team. Again, I wish I knew you back then because mm-hmm. I would have begged you to come up here, no matter mm-hmm. how you felt about Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But – uh you you, rude yourself. You end up facing off against probably one of the, if not the greatest tag team of all time, the Road Warriors, who are also known to be stiff. What were the matches like in
2: real life? I know wow. what I saw and I watched. Bottle of Vesper later. what was
3: it like? You rude against the Road Warriors? Oh, oh man, man, we
2: the, oh we God. loved it. We all
4: all four of us were good along great. We got along great, okay. especially me and Hawk. Hawk was just crazy out was. Hawk didn't put up with nothing. Hawk was just. He was a 100-mile-an-hour guy. He did, he did live the size of the Connecticut, you know, and stuff. But, you know, we had a blast together. He kept going. The size up. of he Connecticut? He started in New York. Let's wrestle. Hey, he How big was the straw? I up in Connecticut? I mean, what are we talking we had, here? We had a blast. I mean, the wow. Joe was a little straighter guy. We'd party. He wouldn't party as much, but me and Hawk partied. Rude was kind of the ladies' guy, but. You know, me and Hawk were partying. We had fun in the ring. We had a lot of fun. Because I, I was a guy that I wanted to get tossed around. I wanted to be press slammed. I wanted to be thrown out of the ring. I love taking bumps. He's having I fun. I love taking bumps. That's awesome. And I knew that they could do it. Especially Animal would catch me off the oh, top. We'll of what throw me yeah. halfway across the ring. I used to love that stuff. Yeah. I used to love <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's what made the matches so good. Yeah, that like Because we got along great. And, you know, wow. four tough guys, you know, right. used to go out and have fun. Could He's you imagine,
3: again, could you imagine the business you guys could have did up here? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. ever regret
4: not I, coming? I, to you sp- know, if we did... would have came up here, we would We also would have had demolition. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bill it Ead- been awesome. Bill Eadie. I love Bill Eadie. Bill Eadie is awesome. awesome. And, and the Cruci- powers of
3: pain.
2: Uh, barbarian
3: was Barry in the Barry Dorsal.
2: Power.
1: Yeah. And
3: powers of pain. We, yeah. Uh, but before we be get to Pharaoh, Little Patty has a question for you, sir. Little Patty. cat wow. Did you witness the backstage fight between Blackjack, Mulligan, and Ole Anderson?
2: No. I didn't know that happened. He sounds disappointed. He's I like, was disappointed. Oh,
4: damn it. Because I, I know Blackjack would have killed him. There
2: you go. Oh, I, I
4: believe oh, that. I witnessed Blackjack when I was in college. One of the guys, they called him Willie Lump Lump, and he was the merchandise guy for Eminem Promotions, uh-huh. and they caught him stealing. And Blackjack snatched me from... School for my dorm says, Come, you're coming with me so you can learn about this business. And I, I, I didn't tell him no. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, no. sir. You know how big he was back then? Oh, my God. <laughs> back then in the 70s, he was big. big. Oh, boy. And he goes, Boom, and he goes knock on the door of Willie Lump Lump. He comes out, open hand slapped the man, and I could have swore he knocked him all the way across the apartment.
3: With a slap.
4: I you with a slap. I thought the guy was dead. Willie wow. Lump Lump? You got he lumps all right. That's what he called him. I'm going to go deal with Willie Lump Lump. Lump so, Lump. <laughs> so coming wow. off of that,
3: did you ever see the Rock and Roll Express, Gibson and Morton, ever get in a fight no. with each other over anything? No. Never?
4: Nothing I know of.
2: He never Robert, tripped over Gibson's you wiener?
4: Look at Gibson, <laughs> you can look at Robert Gibson and think he's, a, he's not a tough guy. Robert Gibson is a tough guy. He I believe him. it. He can I handle it. himself. Robert Gibson can it. handle himself. So can Ricky Morton. I had a phone with Ricky Morton, I saw him one time in San Antonio, Some guy got mad because he was talking to his girlfriend, and uh, he says, well I'm going to take you outside and whip your ass, and when Ricky goes, well, head out the door, and he started heading out the door, the guy turned around, Ricky had the buck knife, boom, stuck it to his neck, and said, you're going to do what? Wow. I went, oh, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs>
1: <Damn>. <laughs> Wow. Damn. Very big <laughs> Boy, we're getting some real eye openers here today. He was a tough little
3: guy. He wasn't taking no shit. Holy he had that buck knife. He do, you think, do you think today's wrestlers could have handled Are you, you kidding guys? me? They'd
2: melt down and no, whine about it no, on no. the internet. No, they could <laughs> Oh, my God. No, man. They couldn't do that. That's madness. Do you ever regret not going to WWE? I don't know if that's the Farrell's final question, but do you regret never going to fence? No. The money, no, the amazing it's, matches. It's, it's like I told, Darren, it's not—it's
4: never been about the money to me, you know. I, oh. you know, you know, I made a lot of money with Crockett. and uh, you know, they blew it on five divorces. <laughs> I'm still happy Jeez. with what I got. I'm yeah, but Vince, I'm, you could have blown like, it on ten. You know, when my mom raised us, we didn't oh, have a lot of money, yeah. so we learned yeah. you're surviving what you got. Yeah, yeah. And serving my country. Yes, sir. I get a thing called service connected. Yes, sir. And that's 100% medical treatment. I've had five surgeries, half a million dollars worth of knee and knee surgeries, hip surgeries, eye surgeries. And what did I pay? Not one penny.
2: You're listening, and Cornette? Listening people. Yeah. And you're listening, way, Jim Cornette? By the way, that's the way it should of be. Course. Of, yes. of course. To all of us. Of course. Amen. You
4: shouldn't have to be service-connected to get it.
2: Amen. But uh,
4: Yeah, I am. But you can't get service-connected if you're a stolen valor. Yes. How funny. The government pays me thirty-two hundred
3: dollars a month.
2: There you go. There you go. There you yep. go. Thirty-two hundred bucks a
3: month. Farrell's final question.
2: Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Earlier tonight, you said that Terry Funk is the greatest wrestler to ever lace up a pair of boots. Can you tell the audience at home why you feel that way? What made him the greatest wrestler to ever lace up? Let me a ask pair you
4: this. Let me ask you this question. Hit it. Name one wrestler that's made other young wrestlers. Famous forever.
2: Um, you're not getting any names.
4: No, Terry Funk. Mm. He's made me, Cactus Jack, mm. Homicide. Mm-hmm. Think of all the people that Terry Funk has put over in this world. Mm-hmm. In this world, that come from, and they come to see him at his when, at his celebration of life. Why? Because he put over people like. Stan Hansen, Boozer Brody, Ted DiBiase, Tito Santana. That's quite a list. Homicide, Manny Fernandez, uh, Black uh, Cactus Jack,
1: mm-hmm.
4: y- uh, Shane Douglas. Mm-hmm. All the guys. Uh, my Tommy Dreamer was even there. I'm sorry, Tommy. Didn't mean to forget you. Tommy Dreamer, CM Punk. Think about all the people this one man mm-hmm. made superstars. One man.
2: One right. Guy, one right. man. What a career.
4: Yeah, one man. Did, did Terry whatever.
3: ever say to you, man, you need to go? Because he came up here twice.
4: To what, New York? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the story he told me about New York.
3: Uh-oh, All right, let's finish off ever. with the story oh, from no. New York. Let's hear it.
4: The story he told me, when we did a sit-down, you know, remember we were talking about sit-down one year, I told him, hey, dude, how come when Vince offered you the book, he wanted Terry to come up and take over the book. He wanted Terry to book the territory. Wow. And Vince flew him up first class, he came with Vicky stayed at home in Amarillo's. Terry came up, put him up at the wardrobe hotel. I said, so what was the deal? How come he didn't take over? He says, well, I got to the hotel. I looked out the damn window and saw all this damn traffic and all these people like we did getting up here, walking back and forth, and I thought about my horse at the ranch. Wow, I said, wow. you got about like your horse? He said, yeah, I was wondering what my horse would do without me. Wow. <laughs> so he says, I got to wondering about that and I said, Damn, I need to go home. My horse needs me. <laughs> so he went back home. Vince said uh, people up there, I don't know who he sent, Pat Patterson, whoever, to go get him to bring him to the office so they could sit down and work out the contract, and they couldn't find him. Wow. So they got, Vince was, uh, they looked for hours and hours, couldn't find him. And find, Vince called Vicky, and Vicky was lost for words, you know. And boom, you know, I don't know, you know, I thought he was in New York, and boom. Boom, and they finally got Terry, and he said, well, you know, I got to go home. My horse is sick. So they got that message to Vince. Vince called Vicky Funk. Vicky answered the phone, and Vince says, Terry said he'd come back home his horse is sick. And Vicky said, oh, yeah, the horse is sick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. He never went back. Never went back.
4: Never went back.
3: Never went back. So what did he, because he wrestled up here, so what do you think? Taking the book would be a full-time deal up yeah. here, and he wouldn't be able wouldn't to travel? he wouldn't
4: be able to be home. Wow. He, he loved being home with ranch. He loved being home. He loved being, Terry, Terry, the things that I learned at the Salvation of Life, he did so many things for so many organizations at Amarillo. The Maverick Wrestling Club with Steve Nelson. Steve Nelson, Gordy Nelson's son, they had their program that's built a couple amateur wrestlers that competed in the World Games and the Olympic Trials and all that. He sponsored that. He sponsored kids' meals. I didn't know all this until they had the celebration of life. He gave of himself to his community in Amarillo more than anybody I've ever known. Mm-hmm. I've worked with battered and abused children through the United Way, but I stopped doing that when I found out United Way was taking most of the money, Ugh. you know? and But he stayed strong yeah. to his community. And we didn't know that till they did the eulogy and stuff, and Steve Nelson said all these things he did. Wow. And I mean, he was an unbelievable person. Uh, God's in person, I mean, he's just the greatest because, not because of wrestling, because he had a heart. Mm. He took a young kid and taught him how to be somebody in the business without sucking up, brown nosing, or doing any of that stuff wow. by using his abilities
3: <clears throat> like he taught me. Incredible. That's why. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible what Terry Funk meant to you and incredible what Manny Fernandez has meant to the wrestling world. Manny, you're in Hamburg this weekend. Yes, one sir. last message to all the fans that are gonna see you.
4: Yes. Come out and see us and have fun because I'm gonna have fun with all of you. We're gonna have a
3: blast. Appease me on this one. Please send a message to Super Agent Eric Sims. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oy. Come caca.
3: Wow.
2: Did he with just that, call him duty? I think I mean, so. mean, wow. That's rough. <laughs> well, Eric, you've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and until Sunday with Barry Witham, we will see you then. Manny, thank you so much. Thank all right. you all. Good night, guys. Pleasure. Later. Good
1: night.